in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Happy holidays, and welcome to episode 660 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Le Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, if you're out there dating, are you being breadcrumbed, or are you a breadcrumber? Yeah. I remember telling a girl not too long ago, I said, hey, you're a bread crummer. And she's like, what? And I said, look it up. And she read it and she went, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I am a bread crummer. <laughs> also, Kiss, is it finally over? Supposedly, they just did their last show. But then they did something at their last show. Has people wondering, well, of course, this is not their last show, even though Kiss is in their 70s. How about that? Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I don't know if you know this or not, but the uh, space station that has been in low Earth orbit for the past couple decades, and it's really the only thing that uh, I'm pretty amazed. We've worked mostly with Russia, the United States, a couple other countries have been involved, but the space station stays in space mostly with their cosmonauts and with our astronauts well now they're saying what goes up must come down and in the next five to ten years they're going to have to do something with the space station because it's getting old and in fact the americans are blaming russia and saying well some of the parts that you've used and you manufactured up there you cut some corners as a result of that, this space station is no longer going to be uh, able to be inhabited. And so we're going to have to do something with it. So think about this. And my son and I were talking about this last night. In fact, uh, he's really into space right now. And I was reading this story and I, and I said, you know, if you look at the rockets and the vehicles that they send up there right now, they have a couple options. Number one, what they could do is they could take the space station. Again, it's in low Earth orbit. And just so people know, the space station, which has been up there, I think, for uh, two and a half decades, about 25 years, they say, and it was only designed to be up there for 15 years. They say that the space station, as it goes around the Earth, and it only takes 1.5 hours for it to go around the Earth. They say the space station goes over 90% of the population uh, because of the way that the Earth turns. And so... I was kind of mesmerized by that. And the problem is it, it kind of already is, as it goes around, eventually it's already falling. And so what they have to do when they send a vehicle up there is they attach the vehicle to the station and the station is about the size of a football field. And it's like watching Washington state patrol or one of the big tow trucks out there from SDOT uh, push a car off I-5 South uh, near the Mercer exit during a big traffic backup. That's what they have to do with the space station. They take the vehicle that they've arrived in and they turn on their afterburners and they push the space station back out into space. So they said what they could do is if they got three vehicles up there, 
that would be enough vehicles to push the space station all the way out into space to the point where uh, it would dissipate, disappear, and it would burn up and go away and it wouldn't fall to Earth. They're saying we don't have the money to do that because it would, it would cost billions of dollars. What NASA is looking to do, and also uh, we'll see if our Russian counterparts contribute to this, they're looking to spend about a billion dollars in order to have somebody go up and actually push the space state because they can't take it apart, push the space station down and aim it over the Pacific Ocean. They say if they don't do this, it eventually fall from the sky anyway. It will mostly burn up on its way down, but because it covers most of the Earth's population in its rotation, that some of those pieces would actually come down in populated areas, and, and that's what they're really fearful of. So in the, in the next couple of years, they're looking for someone, and Ron, won't this be interesting if someone like Bezos or someone like Elon Musk steps forward and says, yeah, you know what? We'll take the billion dollars, and we'll make sure that the space station uh, evaporates over the Pacific Ocean and then that way, uh, only the orcas and maybe some trawlers out there will have to worry about it. I was actually mesmerized by this story because uh, I thought the space station would always be up there in perpetuity. But again, what goes up, I guess, uh, must have to come down. Well, this this is a fascinating story. I think I'm curious because I, I don't know if I read the same story that you did. Like when it was first put up there, I know there was a lot of research done and there was a lot of um, the purpose of the space station was to look deeper into space, was to give us a better understanding of the universe, was to be somewhere where we could do some research in zero gravity type of situations. And you had a lot of materials and a lot of technologies that were developed in order to do that. I, I don't know if the, is it still basically that that the the u.s government just does research projects on the space station they do and and there's a lot of science that happens there the same and i have to give russia a lot of credit and and i actually have to give both governments a lot of credit and there's other governments that, that have sent astronauts and caught whatever their version of an astronaut is i think there's three other countries but there's there's also a learning channel, and since at my son's school, you can tap into that learning channel, and they're always there's somebody always up there, and they're always teaching, they're always doing science, and they're always trying to make our lives better. Uh, that was that's what was interesting about the initial moon landing. We we knew that we were we were supposed to gather things for science, but a lot of those things that we gathered for science, it's kind of like DNA and and. And CSI stuff. When, when, when 25 years ago, 30 years ago, cold cases that went cold, they knew, hey, if we collect this DNA, someday we're going to be able to understand it better. And that's why I see cold cases 25 and 30 years now getting solved. It's the same thing with a lot of this stuff that we gathered uh, uh, during the moon, moon landing. Some of those things are only being explored right now with the science we have. It's similar with the space station as well. Uh, the the guys you brought up though the musks and the bezoses of the world specifically musk musk already has the biggest contracts with the us uh to put satellites in space and to carry uh cargo into space so he's a, a billion dollar contract to him it may or may not move the needle because of all the the other payloads that they're already carrying up there he he he's interested in mars 
he doesn't want to when you when you read that new book by Walter Isaacson about Elon Musk they go they talk ad nauseum about his wanting to colonize Mars he feels like that is his life's mission to colonize Mars and to give the the people of the world an optional planet basically that uh, if and when we absolutely you know drive the earth into into the ground and it can't sustain life anymore that we have an option to go to a planet like Mars and so uh, I don't recall call anything in the book where he was high on space station type of stuff uh, so he might just for kicks and grins for the for the L- L- the lulls as they say on the internet uh, go up there with one of his falcon rockets and drive that thing back into the earth like he might do that just for the publicity <laughs> like like a billion dollars to musk like he spent 44 billion on on twitter and is basically lit on fire half of that 22 billion just just because he wants to yeah good stuff let's talk about breadcrumbing next hey you guys ron and don here for ron and don real estate we have some clients they're part of the ron and don nation they listen to the podcast they called us a couple months ago and they said you know we want to sell sometime the first part of the year in 2024 is it too early to be talking And Ron, we said, absolutely not. In fact, they are looking for a home in Bend, Oregon right now. They're going to be moving from the Edmonds community. And the cool thing is this has given them enough time to for us to come over. We all went over and we said, hey, here's some things. Here's some work that you could do on your house because they're they're like, we're retired. We love to do some work, but point us in the right direction. Here's some work that you can do on your house. You're going to save lots of money. More money is going to show up in the sale. Here's some other things that when you guys are out of the house, I'll bring in a contractor and we'll correct and we'll fix. And then here's some other things you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't remedy. You shouldn't, you should pass this on. And a lot of it had to do with tile colors and remodeling all that. I said, you know what? Let's pass that on to the next buyer. And in the meantime, this has given them a lot of time to do their own work prepare their own house, bring it to market. And Ron, they're going to save and make a lot of money because they reached out to us early, right? It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. We can't emphasize that enough. We would love to meet with you, see if we'd make a good team. And you go to ronanddonsitdown.com, set up that Zoom meeting. Uh, I'll reach out to you as soon as I get it. We'll get it on the books and then we'll start your real estate process. It begins at ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey, you guys, Ron and Don here, Ron and Don Real Estate. Just want to emphasize to you, we have a lot of great realtor friends that just specialize in a neighborhood. So for a lot of my friends that work here in Queen Anne, if you're in Bothell, uh, they punt on that and they say, we're not the realtor for you. Or if you're down in Tacoma, they're like, yeah, we can't help. We don't drive to Tacoma. Ron and I drive to Tacoma. We drive to Bothell. In fact, I'm about to drive to Bothell right now. Ron, why do we drive to Tacoma and why do we drive to Bothell? It's Bottom line is because that's where the Ron and Don Nation lives, right? Yeah, that's right. We, uh, of course, on the radio for for many, many years, and so we want to go to where you are. It's a philosophy. We we said we're going to meet you where you're at, whether that's geographically, even in your life phase of where you're at. Let's say you've just had a parent uh, that went into assisted living or passed away. That is where you're at. So we're going to meet you right there, put together a custom game plan for you to get you the best result we possibly can. And I got to say, we've been getting some really 
really good results for people in the Ramadan Nation this year and every single year we've been doing real estate. It starts with a sit-down. Uh, that's a Zoom call that we're going to do with you to make sure we're a good team and then we're all aligned in the same direction. Go to ronandonsitdown.com. That's ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Ron, do you know what breadcrumbing is? And uh, are you a breadcrumber or have you ever been breadcrumbed? Um, I didn't know the term for it until you sent me this article. And so now I know what it is. Uh, it appears to be when you're in a romantic relationship with someone and they string you along just enough with um, breadcrumbs, so to speak, to keep maintaining something at that certain level and the person yeah, that's being a, yeah yeah go ahead yeah the person being breadcrumbed gets just enough attention just enough um affection just enough breadcrumbs to continue to follow the path yeah it was interesting and i start i i met a, a woman online and i i don't really date on online anymore but i, I met a woman online probably uh a couple of years ago and so we we went out we had a really nice time i but i found myself always asking her out and i always found myself driving to where she was she had just come out of a relationship she was online and 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 she was honest about the fact that that she was seeing other people which i think sometimes when you're in a marriage she has three kids uh she was just really enjoying the attention which i think you should if you've been i, I think she was in a 19 year relationship and I'm like, hey, that is you. You should do that. You 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 should go out. You should see what's out there. Uh, all the stuff that you couldn't do before, because because she wasn't the one that that blew this relationship apart. According to her, it it was her partner. And 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 so then about a year ago, she reached out and she said, hey, I'd like to to uh, see you again because we kind of stayed in touch. And and. But it was it was still kind of the same thing. She said, "Well, I'm only interested in you. I don't really want to go out with anyone else." But it was still kind of, "I'm driving, I'm making dinner reservations. You're showing up. You look very nice. I look great." But I, I'm. It seemed like I was always doing the work here, and then and then she had reached out eventually and and said, "Hey, aren't aren't you interested in and in, and in going out and seeing just me?" And I, and I said, "I have to be honest with you." It's been years since since a person that I'm interested in invited me to dinner or picked out a spot or 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 said, hey, let's 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 drive over to where you're at or uh, said, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to make you dinner tonight. I'm going to I'm going to show up and bring all the ingredients and all that. And I don't even know if that exists in our culture anymore, but I. I just told her, I said, you're, you're a breadcrumber. And she said, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? That sounds mean. And I said, no, I don't think it's mean. I think what, what you're doing is you're breadcrumbing. And so I sent her an article on breadcrumbing again, this would have been about a year ago. And then she wrote back, she said, yeah, I see what you're talking about. I probably have a breadcrumber. <laughs> Did she have and, any and, desire and I, to change it? Well, no, no, we're, I haven't really talked to her much since then. I think all the attention and she's very pretty and very nice. I think all the attention that you get when you're on dating sites. And then I always ask people now, if I go out with them, if they're on a dating site, because if they're still on a dating site, 
and I have done the same thing. I have certainly breadcrumbed people in the past and been the breadcrumber and I've done all that. You put enough, just enough out there to, 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 to stay connected, but for there not to be, you know, any kind of one-on-one commitment. And, and I really think I will go back and I talked about on our last podcast with Rosalind and Jimmy Carter. You look at these rich loves that they wrote each other that was read at Rosalind Carter's funeral. And if you didn't see the funeral, cause a lot of stuff was going on in the middle East. Um, I encourage you to go back because, as I said before, all her grandchildren, all her great grandchildren, they were involved in the service. Many of them spoke and talked about what kind of woman she was really great, you guys. Uh, But then then one of the grandkids or actually one of her sons read a letter that was a love letter uh, between the two of them. And again, it wasn't a special occasion. It wasn't a birthday. It wasn't a it wasn't a Christmas card. It was just the way that they communicated. And, and, And I think. In a lot of ways, that's what some of the dating apps have done. It's a disservice because you don't hang in there with somebody. You say, you know what? We're going through a hard time, but I'm not going to start breadcrumbing or reaching out to somebody else on some dating app. I'm going to hang in there and stay connected with you. Uh, and I think it's just harder to do in our culture. And I think sometimes even for our own egos, and I again, I've certainly done this, or to feel wanted or loved, You'll send out a breadcrumb to somebody just in in the form of a picture. And then you say, you you know what? And then you ask that person, they send you a picture. You're like, have you sent this picture out to five other people? And where you really breadcrumb people sometimes, and I I have learned this, that that potential partners really hate this. It's when you take a picture, you put it out online, like on your Facebook page, and then you send them the the same picture. I have learned that is wrong and not to do that because that really pisses people off because it makes them feel like they're not special. And it, it makes them feel like, oh, you are just looking for attention out on social media. And now you're looking for attention from me. And I have certainly done that for sure. Yeah, it's this the, the dynamic of dating these days with the digital footprint is uh, is super interesting. And I, I, I'm going to. I'm going to think about this more because um, I think you can also do it to non-romantic friends. Um, You can have people in your life that you just sort of every, whatever the time interval is, you sort of breadcrumb them along as well. Instead of taking the time to go, Hey, is this a person I really care about? Is this a person I want to have some sort of deeper relationship with and making the effort? Um, like you said, it's real easy nowadays to just sort of ping them every now and then, um, instead of actually saying, let, let's have a deeper friendship. Yeah. Good stuff. See you guys in 60 seconds. Ron and Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loans. Mitch, you have a really cool new product for investors. I think it's kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so we have a great new investor cash flow program. And what this is, is we take the house you are buying and we inspect it, not you, the borrower. And so what we do is we look at the house and we say, will it cash flow? If you put 20% down, will it make more money than it's going to cost you to keep paying off your mortgage? And if it does, it's yours. It doesn't matter what you make 
make on your own. It doesn't matter. All these other things that we usually have to document, they don't matter. They're gone. It's just, does this house make sense? And if it does, you can buy it. All right. So you can go up to four doors, up to four units on this. And uh, Don and I have never heard of a product like this. It's pretty exciting if you've been wanting to get into the investment game. So go to Mitch.loans right now. Set up a time to talk to Mitch. See if you qualify for this new program. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode C of the Ron and Show. Ron is live in Barcelona, Spain. I am here in Seattle. And Kiss was just in New York City. It's hard to believe Gene Simmons is 72 years old. Paul Stanley, I think, is in his 70s as well. They certainly don't look like it. Makeup on or off. They certainly don't move around the stage like that. In fact, if you look at some of Paul Stanley's side projects, uh, he does some up-tempo jazz stuff and poppy jazz stuff that is really cool and really great. Some great cover songs that he does with backup singers and a great band. He wears a white suit. I don't know if you've seen that. Have, have you seen Have you seen his side project, Ron? I, I haven't seen his jazz stuff, no. I, I've seen it's, this multiple times, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's really, really good. Check it out. Uh, it's 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 very, very good. Uh, Gene Simmons, I heard him on a podcast not too long ago say, no, this is the final final. Anytime they announce it's their final tour, people just shred them and tear them apart. And they're like, I went to your final tour 20 years ago. I went to your final tour 15 years ago. Cher did this. And in fact, she just put out some new music that I guess is supposed to be great. She did her final tours for years when Ron and I used to do Top 40 Radio. And what she did when she was having difficulty singing for a time is she digitized her voice. And we heard a lot of that in pop music. Britney Spears did the same thing. Sometimes when you're doing all that dancing, like Janet Jackson is doing, you, you can't be expected to sing. So they sing to sweeten tracks. Some would call that lip syncing. I don't know if it is lip syncing, if you're actually sing, uh, singing along, but to have your microphone turned down, maybe it's more of a karaoke thing. But I think I think when you're dancing and singing, even like a J-Lo, I think I think that's very, very difficult to do. Uh, but nonetheless, it has, you know, here Cher is well into her 70s. Will she go on tour now with this new music that she has out? You see the Rolling Stones. They're not doing 160 shows and three of their band members are no longer with them. But the three that are still alive, they're touring. In fact, I think they're coming to Lumen Field here in Seattle. Uh, they're doing 16 shows with their their new album that's out. Uh, U2 is now doing something in Las Vegas. Uh, they're doing it without their drummer, which they haven't talked much about. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Kiss Ron? Because they did something very interesting at the end of their show. And they created these avatars and the avatars came out and performed and people wonder now, are they going to show up in Las Vegas, have a residency? And even if one of them dies and, and passes away and can't be there, will Gene Simmons go out with the avatar of Paul Stanley and perform? Uh, to me, this this is a really interesting prospect, and I think it comes down to what the audience is willing to pay for. Um so they've digitized themselves. I watched a long interview with the, one of the men behind this, which is one of the chief guys in ABBA. And so he he's on the forefront in Europe and worldwide. And like, what, how does AI 
and digital technology interface with the modern musician and with heritage musicians, legacy acts. What, what, what do we do with all this body of work and how do we present it in, in this new arena? And so they're doing the same thing with ABBA, where they're taking ABBA and creating digital avatars um, to go out and perform and to be able to do things in online and on film and television uh, that are the digital representations of ABBA. And so KISS is another is using this same platform to try to do that. And so, uh, you know, you think of like, okay, would I pay for that? Would I go to a show where it's going to be an avatar of, of KISS? And if you remember a few years back, they did, they digitized um, Tupac. And so Tupac came out at Coachella with this technology where it appeared as sort of an apparition on the stage. And there was a song that you did with Tupac. And so now with AI, you could have Tupac and Biggie do a song together and generate an image that looks like these guys. So all of that technology is interesting. I, I think it opens up a lot of new frontiers. Would you pay? pay for it. So I, I don't know if I would pay for it, but someone like your son's age, maybe he would, maybe it doesn't matter if it's the physical person or if it's the avatar. Um, I, I think of a band like gorillas, which was a side project from the band blur. Their entire career has been animated. All of their music videos are animated. Uh, all of the album covers are animated. It's animations. Each one is it's an avatar of a different uh, drawing. And so the fans don't seem to mind. Uh, I don't what know do you, what, what do they... You... Yeah, go ahead. I don't know what they do live, but you if you go online and search for the Gorillas with a Z, uh, and they, they have a lot of hits. They've sold a lot of records, and everything yeah. is through these avatars. So let's finish with this. The Beatles were number one again uh, this week with the new song that was released. Paul Stanley got very, Paul Stanley, Paul McCartney got very upset when they accused him and the producers of using AI uh, for George and John. He said, we would never do that. Uh, what did you think of the song? And then most importantly, what did you think of the video? Uh, because in the video, they do they do place John and they do place George playing their instruments next to Ringo and Paul. John, John wrote that song. And so the problem, and he performed the song. And so the, the problem was it wasn't up to the quality that they wanted to release it. So I, I I'm, I'm great with that song. I'm fine with it. It's when we get to the point of, if it's not actually the artist. So like with, with, like I said, with, uh, you know, you can go out right now online, you could look for um, Biggie and Tupac doing a Jay-Z song. And so it's, it's a Jay-Z song. Um, it sounds exactly like Tupac and Biggie doing the lyrics of the Jay-Z song. So they didn't actually perform the song. The computer went out and the AI algorithm took the vocal quality inflection and tonality of these artists that are dead and created a new work. That's the thing to me that is the difference that we'll have to decide as a society, what you do with that. Would I go to a concert yeah. of a virtual Biggie and Tupac? Cause I never got to see those guys, either of them in real life. 
if it's if it looks like them and it sounds like them and they're moving around the stage in a way that's realistic would i pay 20 bucks or 30 bucks or 50 bucks to go see that show i don't know maybe the maybe i would do it one time and if it was a good show maybe maybe that's a thing like like i went to lizzo last year or this year and and it was a great concert but it was more about being at the arena and having a good time and having fun it was a night of fun to some fun upbeat music if that was a digital avatar of lizzo it probably would have been the same amount of fun yeah i'll tell you what if they could bring back like the captain with Tennille or Karen Carpenter with her brother. I'm not even joking. Like, I would love to watch that. I just don't think it's going to be $20. I think it's going to be a lot more than that. But I, I I love all those old sentimental groups where they were really great together. And then all of a sudden, like with the Carpenters, a sibling passes away. And he was never able to find his way after that uh, to watch him perform with her. I would, I would. I would love to see that. So, or how about all the Andy Williams brothers uh, back for their Christmas special with the Osmonds? <laughs> I'd love that. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don show. Thanks for stopping by Les Schwab and dropping off food during the food drive toys during the toy drive. If you listen to this before December 14th, drop off a new uh, unwrapped toy and they'll make sure it gets to a child this holiday season we appreciate everybody that's been involved and also our friends at aramark and fox 13 and uh it is the most important thing to les schwab that they do each and every year besides making sure that you're road trip ready and ready to hit the road so we thank everyone that's been a part of something bigger than themselves in our 15 years that we've been associated with this toy drive in les schwab that's why we sit here in the les schwab studios uh, thanks to them also thanks for making us your brokers if you need us just reach out runandonsitdown.com we sell the sound and uh we've done deals uh this week from bothell to gig harbor and coming up from uh edmonds to tacoma to over here uh next to me on queen anne right over here in magnolia so wherever you're at if you're ready to buy or sell or you're thinking about doing business in 2024 let's connect because uh, we do sell the sound and we'll be involved in that deal i didn't send somebody else down to get carver uh to buy that home i negotiated that deal and i drove to get carver so we are here for you and everybody in the Ron and Don nation. Anyway, have a great holiday. You guys more of the Ron and Don show coming up next week. Don't forget tomorrow on Friday, a special show drops. Some people are saying to themselves, Ron, Hey, you know what? Maybe I can't afford a house, but maybe I should buy a condo. Ron is kind of a condo specialist. And there's some things about condos that you need to know. Like, what do you actually buy? Are you buying the box? Are you buying the box inside the building? Are you buying part of the building? What do you have legal rights to? What happens if all of a sudden there's a flood, but you live up on the second floor and your condo didn't flood? Do you still have to pay for it? What is a special assessment? What is an HOA? And who runs the HOA? Ah, what do you do if it's time to replace all the windows? Is that going to cost money? And what about if I want to have an STR, short-term rental, because I'm going to Barcelona for a couple of weeks like Ron, and I want to rent it out. Can I rent that out? Yeah, those are all questions that you must ask yourself 
before you buy a condo. All right. So we'll be talking about condos on the real estate only show. It's about 15 minutes where Ron and I do one segment each and every Friday. So if you're thinking about buying, selling, investing, make sure you listen to all the Friday shows. All right. Until next time, if you need us, it's Ron and Don sit down.com and we'll come sit down with you today. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. You and listen to the Ron and Don show on the Ron and Don radio network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don radio network. Only.